Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly. Along with James Smith, I'm Lyle Stokes. And, James, we're going to have a fun show tonight with K&B Anglers. Yes, yeah, we finally got two on here, the Zuggler and me and you. <laughs> <laughs> they might be more full of it than me. I don't know. That's uh, pretty tough. Welcome, people. Gavin and Pop. <laughs> Thank before, you. We, before we get started, um, I, I would like to mention for everybody that hasn't heard and even for the ones that has heard, our good buddy JR or Paul uh, is been in the bird who has been in the hospital. He went in for uh, a surgery that was supposed to be an in and out type thing. And he had some kind of reaction while he's in there and he has been really fighting it. He's a fighter. He'll do fine. Uh, I read all the messages and get messages from his daughter who's making daily and sometimes multiple daily posts. But please keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, JR will get out of there and he'll be back in that truck before you know it, catching fish with his buddies and, and having a good time. And I noticed in chat that Roger uh, had mentioned that he had a fishing buddy of his that was in an accident uh, over the weekend. Please keep the, those folks in your thoughts and prayers too. We want to keep our fishing family as tight and as close and as healthy as we possibly can. So with that being said, welcome everybody. And James, these guys, have, these guys have been around. They do some fairly cool videos. They fished a tournament to you was in the other day, got wet and had a good time. And, and what more could you ask for? And another one of the uh, uh, people that's usually in chat with us, PD, was in a bad wreck the other day. Oh, wow. Uh, that brand new truck he just got. He Somebody run a stop sign and hit him broadside in it. Oh, wow. That's about a year later from what his last wreck was, wasn't it, Kevin? Just about yeah, a year to the, the day. date. Just yeah. almost to the date. I talked that's to him today, and um, he said he's doing good. He, um, he was working on Tom Jenkins' boat. Uh, last couple of days and was real sore, but he had told Tom they, they had all that prearranged and, and Tom come on down out of Pennsylvania and and he worked on his boat, got it running and said he was sore as rip, but he was still kicking. <clears throat> said the baby's doing real good, just got a few bruises and some cuts on her, and uh, right. but the baby's doing real good. Well, they hit right at her door. We're lucky yeah. that that they wasn't hurt any worse than they was. Oh yeah. yeah, he shared some pictures with us. It was a bad deal. I mean, you look at those pictures and you wonder how did they make it out alive? Yeah, ain't but one way, ain't but one way. That's right. Hey, Dexter's in chat tonight. Welcome, Dexter. Dex, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Dex. Hey, happy birthday to Dex. His birthday, I think, is yep. technically yesterday. Down yeah. There was <laughs> yeah. But yeah, happy birthday to you, buddy. We got a bunch of folks in chat. We'll go through some names a little bit later on. Uh, but what got you guys started in making YouTube videos, Kevin? Um, just want to showcase what we did. Um, I've, I've told the story several times, but and we still showcase what we did because we haven't done much lately. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, we um. Yeah, we just got out there and, and started doing some fishing and then started looking at YouTube and, you know, saw what everybody else was doing and said, you know, we can do that ourselves. And so we did. And here three, believe it or not, it's been three years. I can't believe, I can't believe it's been three years since we, we first started. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So is the success that you guys had with YouTube videos, is that why Pop started doing the cooking shows, or is it something that he just wanted to do on his own? Um, I'm going to turn that over to Pop. Go ahead. Actually, the cooking show uh, has been in the making for a year. Uh, Kevin and I were kicking ideas around like we usually do out on the boat and sitting around the house here and stuff. And I've been in restaurant business off and on a good bit of my life, so I enjoy cooking. Um, I, I enjoy cooking the old southern country dishes more so than a lot of the more modern stuff. And I was looking at a lot of YouTube cooking shows, and I told Kevin, I said, you know, I said, a lot of people are asking us about doing a catch, cleaning cook. I said, why don't we just do a YouTube channel, just a, a cooking show, and let one channel bounce off of the other, reflecting back in two, uh, and grow two channels together. Uh, because I have no clue how to edit a video. Uh, if I did the editing, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Some of the explicitives that you hear me utilizing when <laughs> big fish are being pulled in, you'll probably be all over that video. <laughs> I cut quite a bit out whenever I'm editing. I can promise you that. If I took all of what I've edited and made one video of it, I would be. It would be just one big bleed. <laughs> Believe me, I understand so, exactly what you're saying. So, in doing so. Um, we, we decided that after we kicked it around for a year, ideas, what to do, uh, things we could do. At first, we were talking about just pulling up on a, an island uh, out in the middle of the lake somewhere and taking a cast iron skillet and build us a fire and cook us up some fish because people were asking for that. And then finally, um, I told him, I said, look, I said, let's just make a YouTube channel. Let's just feature the fishing aspect uh, gives us a different outlet um, because I knew that the YouTube cooking channels did real well and in fact the channel the cooking channel now has actually gone international I mean I've got you would be surprised if you went in and looked you would be surprised how many of the UAE countries are on my channel sharing my video all over the world, or I say mine, it's actually ours because we work together on it. Um, That's awesome. It's a place. And yeah. it gives us an outreach to share our style of fishing with a lot of the UAE countries that may or may not know about it. And so when I see somebody that is in the channel making comments, I make reference to the fact of the KMB Angler channel, and I haven't got with Kevin to see if he actually has noticed any changes as far as oh, yeah. any of the things that are going on with the uh, KMB anglers, uh, the UAE countries uh, coming in, looking, commenting, and so forth. But both channels complement each other, and works great uh for yeah, us. plus we get plus as you saw we did the bluegill um catch clean and cook uh full on we're going to do a um catfish um uh, cooking 
uh, show. Um, we're, we're kicking ideas around uh, because Kevin Bates is not only my editor, uh, he's somewhat of a producer because he kicks his ideas my way as to what we think we need to do with the cooking challenge. So, uh, so far, it's working real good for us. That's that's great. You know, one of the things that is a great success for the what you do uh, is the father and son aspect of it. Now you have uh, Kevin's son in doing video <laughs> with you, too. Uh, one of my things for a long time has always been the husband and wife, girlfriend, boyfriend type fishing teams in the tournament industry. Um, from from that end of it, I always thought that that was a great deal. Yeah, it costs more to do it that way, but uh, it is it is an extremely effective way for people to fish because you're so familiar with them, and I'm sure that it's the same way with you guys and even with Kevin's son. Uh, because he fishes with you guys a lot, and I'm sorry that I can't remember his name, but Kyle. What? It's Kyle. 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 Hell, you think I'd remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you guys out there, like in uh, um, Jeff's tournament, you guys had a great time pouring down rain. You still had a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah that was that's that one was of them crazy. rains that you better have your billage pump on. <laughs> I've been oh, in yeah, there. They suck, man. <laughs> I tell you what, I actually forgot to turn that bilge pump on, and we were sitting, we was, you know, sitting out there and waiting on the next bite, and I happened to go back, you know, to the rods and you know, checking the lines and making sure everything was good and tight. And I looked down, and I swear, the bottom of my transom was like roughly that far from the water. And I was like, "Holy crap, what's going yeah. on?" And then. It, I might want to hit that build pump. <laughs> you know, Kevin, I think like the dam had been let go. I think that one of the a great tip would be for anybody that has a bilge pump go out to install one of the automatic ones. So when the water level gets so high, it kicks yep. on automatically. I think that's a, is something that everybody should do. Now, my my boat has a uh, 1100 gallon per hour pump in it and they're not that expensive but i can't make myself just take it out because it it works you know but when it goes bad it will probably have a 1600 gallon per hour on an automatic deal to where when the water level gets about this high it kicks on and it'll just pump it right out and then i don't have to worry about forgetting to do it because i do forget to do it like you're saying i forgot to do it a number of times and I've also had live wells that the switch get turned on and it would pump water in faster than the drain would let it out. The next thing you know, it's running over the door in the live well, filling the boat up too. And if, if you forget to turn the bilge pump on, pretty soon you're full of water. So um, I think exactly. it's a good idea to do that. See, we on pontoon boats, we don't have to worry about that crap. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't worry about anchors being caught up in artificial reefs. Yeah. That some gun hurt three of us. My phone's trying to dial me. Give me a second here. I'm going to plug up while we talk. Okay. Yep. No yeah. problem. We'll keep going. Sonny, my buddy Sonny Parker is in here in the chat tonight. I'm sure. That him and James Dockery will be going at it shortly in chat, so watch out for that. 
Uh, I wouldn't do anything to instigate <laughs> between either one of them or both. Uh, yeah, but now I remember one of my old catfish boat, the one I told you I had named Catmandu, old Trijo, or what was it, old Glastron. I've left a plug out the back of that before. Me too. And I had to run that son of a gun wide open down the water to get the water out of that out of that son of a gun, boy. And them old dry holes are heavy anyway. Yeah. I'm going to tell okay. you right now, if you want to see Cindy upset, you forget to plug in a boat and then wait about a year and do it again. That second time, she's really smoking hot. She, she <laughs> after I, after I done that, I put a plug on my boat keychain. An extra plug, just so before I started that boat, I knew I had to put that plug in. That's right. I knew I had to, so yeah. I never again. Lynn Lang put a put a sticker on the back of Doc's boat, so don't forget the plug, baby. And I, I got to <laughs> tell you, I, I'm, I'm going to promise you, I've done it twice with Cindy in the boat, and I will never forget it again because when we go to launch out, I promise you, she will ask me no less than a dozen times if I got that plug in that boat. Because right. the last time I had to put the boat up on the ramp and crawl out in the water and put it in because I forgot it. And then we turned around and went. We got in Memphis and we was fishing. Had a guy with us. He was sitting there. And he says, "Hey, did you forget to put the plug in the boat?" I said, "No, I put the plug in the boat." He said, "Well, where did this come from?" I said, "It's a spare, isn't it?" <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. And he bailed off of the Mississippi River, put the plug in. We turned the pumps on. So, yeah, I guess it was three times that I forgot it. So, yeah, I, Cindy is never, ever going to let me forget it again, ever. Uh, and that's okay because I don't want to forget it anyhow. Them young okay. guys, they can bail off in them rivers and put them plugs in. Well, this old man ain't doing that too much anymore. We're just going to go into a boat ramp, run up on a boat ramp. I'm going to crawl around and do it that way like I did the time before. And see, we didn't have, back then, my old boat didn't have no pump in the bottom of that son of a gun. So I run it as hard as I could up the lake for as long as I could until I thought enough water got out of it. And then we bailed off and shoved the plug in it. Uh, and it's still right and road kind of heavy in the back end. That old trihole is heavy, boy. That's a heavy freaking boat. I got to stop a minute, you guys. Sonny Parker just made a post in chat. He would like to know who would support a GoFundMe page for a Lyle to take James Dockery out fishing for a day and do a live feed. You ain't got enough money, Sonny. Ain't got enough money. Son. You're going to have to come down and go with me because I don't think the two of us in a boat by ourselves for one day would do it. You got to come down and bail us out. Sorry, guys. I just thought that, that needed to be said. Well, all I say, when y'all do do it, make sure there's somebody to film all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> yeah. You know, people think that a lot of us are aggravated with each other or mad or making fun of each other. There's a core group of guys, and you guys being all being part of it, that we have a lot of fun riding on each other. And for those of you that are new to what's going on, don't think anything about it because we get along really well, and um, uh, it's it's all in fun. I see John Jeffcoat's in here. He said he he that I could fish with him for free. That'd be awesome, man. We'll get together sometime <laughs> and make that happen because I 
this guy's doing some, if, in case you guys don't know, uh, One Over Outdoors is doing some amazing uh, videos and stuff, and he will be on Catfish Weekly, uh, I believe, the 14th of September. So be prepared for that. It's going to be a blast. But tonight, yes, it's A and B. Hey, JR is in, in chat. Welcome, JR. Now, Kevin and Pop, I know y'all kind of rag each other out there on the water who's going to catch the biggest fish. But mm -hmm. Pop's always saying that he's in the back of the boat. But uh, for some reason, in the back of the boat usually does pretty good. Pop, you got any secrets about the back of the boat fishing for us? <laughs> I, I've got this. He hangs his feet off the back of the boat. He hangs his feet. He takes his move. I caught him one day. I was up on the front. I'm sitting back. And I'm watching my rod. And his rod goes off. And he jumps up and, you know, and he's reeling down on it. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, let me get, you know, let me get turned around here while I get the net. And I turn around and I look and I'm going, Pop, when would you take your shoes off? He goes, how do you think I got that catfish? <laughs> Caught him. It's, it's true. Yeah. I am a fish. They say catfish like smelly stuff, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's <laughs> on Facebook. And you know, you can believe anything you see on Facebook, right? Exactly. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe that. Yeah, dog. But now, you, Pop, you still use them 808s and stuff, don't you? Uh, actually, I gave my wife when she got interested in uh, fishing for catfish because she had right. seen me land some big ones when we she and I were out fishing. Um, right. And she got interested in it, so she said, "I can't, I can't use those rods like you've got." I said, "No, but you can use these 888s." And so I gave those to her once I built my rods up to where I wanted them uh, with right. the rods that I fished with. And so now she fishes with the 888. So, yeah, they're still being used uh, okay. in the family. Good. But I passed them to her, and she actually landed her PB, which was 10-pound and 9 ounces? 2 ounces. Yeah, she just corrected me. 10-pound, 2 ounces, uh, Blue Cat, uh, on the 888, off of a pier, uh, off of a pier, and I had to reach over to get this 10-pound fish up, and I swear he felt like he was 100 pounds trying to come straight up and up and up and over from about <laughs> six foot down uh, with that net. Uh, but she was proud of that, and the sad part was I went to take a picture, and I realized my phone was at the house, so I told her, I said, well, let me get, give me your camera. I mean, your phone, so I can use your camera to get a picture of this. She said, it's at the house plugged up. Both of us had went fishing that day and left our phones plugged up at the house to charge up. So we don't wow. have a picture of it, but we'll get some pictures of her with some big fish. But that's a good day because you was completely out of touch with society and technology. You was just down there enjoying each other a day on the water. It don't get no better than that. Oh, hold, hold on, Patriot. Hold on. Uh oh, <laughs> always out of touch with reality. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here for it? I have to tell him every day. Pop, make sure you bait. Hey. Pop, 
but that could be a good thing. That's okay. <laughs> when you out of touch with society, that means you get to smile all the time. He'll tell me on Sunday afternoon, hey, Pop, Wednesday, we need to go fishing. We need to make a video. We need to go fishing. It's going to be a pretty day. I say, okay. And then the next thing you know, Pop, when are you going to take a bath? I'm not. Why not? I don't know what one, you don't take a bath for a whole week. Two, you don't change the Hold on, y'all. I forgot I had this on. <sighs> oh. Yeah, you better silence on uh, oh, that other app. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> three, <laughs> you don't change. <laughs> Don't put on any kind of cologne because the fish can smell it on the bait. And he's like, but Pop, you stink. I said, yeah, the fish know that. That's why I catch fish. That's why I put him out in the back of the boat. And that's why I got the back of the boat. He always puts the boat headed into the wind. I never could figure that out. I thought, you know, I'm like. Well, I, 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 got, I got this. So when the boat's in front, you know, into the wind, then everything is flowing to the back of the boat. So if it's all flowing to the back of the boat, then it's permeating the water. I mean, right. the way you and smell sometimes, it. it's going to permeate the water, see. I promise you. Oh, but, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Kevin. You finally told me you looked out for me. I made me look good on film. Hey, thank you. I told you I'd make you famous. <laughs> I have a question in chat for you, Kevin. I'm sorry? I have a question for you in chat. Yes. Palmetto Cats wants to know, K&B, is the mustache gone for good now? No, it's still here. It's just, it's, I just keep it short. Oh, okay. It, it's still, it's still here. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, the reason I said you better keep that other app shut down, he just showed up in chat. He might not, you might not know whatever comes out of Peel and Drag when he comes on board. <laughs> Welcome, I love Peeling. I do. Yeah. He's a super guy. I seen he was in the boat with, with Paula Smith and her husband. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, they did real good too. Yep. Well, he did anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. Yeah, that other rap you got, uh, what was it? Justin Fishing Fetish was live one night and Peeling come blaring in there one night. <laughs> he was trying to shut it down, shut it down. <laughs> we, What's the name of that app? I forget the name of that app. We uh, Zello. Yeah, Zillow. Zillow. And we yeah. got all that started back at the tournament. That come in handy during the tournament too, did it? Yeah. 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 All that um the Zello apps. Matter of fact, you were the one to tell me about the Zello app, and then we got we just kind of yeah. passed around. And um and then after the tournament, after your tournament was over, then there was about ten of us. I just kept it on. And became, you know, well brothers. Um, yeah. I mean we was already we was already friends you might say but through through the youtube you know world and then we just became brothers became real close and peeling was one of them pd of course was the other you know Catman, um uh jim clark you know yeah. he was the uh he was one uh old richard uh war scout yeah. um we just kind of we, we we keep in touch daily on on this thing so i have to i have to remember when i'm doing these i have to i have to shut that off 
we can get run raunchy after a while and they'll try and embarrass me not you know well but yeah they intend to try and embarrass me so if they, if they know I don't have it on. <laughs> well, I things like them old Nextel phones to push to talk Nextel phones. And it'll all be nice and quiet and all of a sudden, because I scared the crap out of Jim right after everybody for the tournament. Jim come in his house one night. It pitched black. And by the time he reached for the daggum light socket, I said, hello, anybody in there? And he said he liked to just crapped all over his cell phone. I can't, I can't think of anybody I'd rather see that happen than Jim Clark. I bet he's dancing around like a little girl over there trying to turn the light on. I'd love to have a video of that and then send it to his daughter. Oh, yeah. She would have loved that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, he wouldn't have showed her. He would never have no. to K Bug. No, K Bug's growing she up, won't. though. She, uh, Oh my gosh! I, I seen pictures of her the other day, and and you know, you guys do a lot of video <laughs> stuff out around around people, and and I do a lot of, of stuff. We've done videos and and live feeds from big events all over the place, and I think my favorite um, interview of all times was K Bug Clark at uh, Monsters on the Ohio a few years ago. That she was a good one. Bit of a thing, and she was very well spoken. She loves the sport of catfishing, just as sweet as she can be. And I seen a picture of her the other day. She's almost grown up. Jim's gonna have to be really cautious now, or he'd be getting himself in trouble beating them boys off. But yeah, I seen Chad, Chad and Dee's daughter a picture of her today, and uh, I I believe they said it was her first day at junior high. They'll be watching her pretty close too, because them boys are going to be coming to see an old Chad's bald head might not scare them off. <laughs> yeah, well, I figured. Yeah, we'll probably be seeing less of a K bug. You know, when they start hitting them teenage years, early preteens, and stuff like that. You know, daddies ain't cool no more. Well, that's right. But I got to tell you, like I say, I, I will never forget that interview with her. She was excited to do it. I was was thrilled to have her on there and she done a bang up job. And I, I don't know. I don't see Jim in here tonight, but I'm yeah, he said he wet his pants that night when I hollered at him. <laughs> I'll bet yeah, I'm that she was probably eight or 10 years old, maybe 12. I don't know. Not she wasn't very old, but we had a really, really fun time with her and, and she done a great job. So future of our yeah. sport right there, folks. Right. Fishing with the squirrel. No, I wish I did have some metal art that looked that good. This is the green screen. I seen it on as a page on Facebook that uh they do metal work like that, and I just took a screenshot of it. Anytime I see something pretty like that, I take a screenshot to kind of change it up every week now that I know how to do that. We uh, was talking about that for the show, Kevin and Pop and I, and it looks amazing. I really like that image. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Lyle. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, so uh, <laughs> whenever I after you sent me the request for tonight, I was talking to Jim. And them, I was like, I was like, well, it looks like we're gonna be on Catfish Weekly. And Jim's like, really? And I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah. K Bug's done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like. But I haven't. Well, technically, I have. But 
You know what? We was down at, at Jim and Sheila's every year for years and years and years. He had the opportunity to sit in there with us a number of times because he was there and, and never, never did do it. So I don't feel sorry for him, but we could always set him, Jim up on a show. I mean, that wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> K. Buck started high school today, he said. Oh, it don't seem like it, does it? It doesn't seem possible. Man, oh, man. You know, I love watching, you know, a lot of these different shows like uh, Wyatt Life. I, Jake and them are just some good, wholesome people and watching Ryder grow up ever since the first time I seen him on Sarah's show. Good, wholesome people and sit and watch their kids grow up. That is an advantage of social media, Lyle and Kevin and Pops, is that we get to see this and be part of other people's families. And, you know, it don't get no better. No, you're know. right. Well, you know, social media today has gotten to a point where, you you know, you can be miles, you know, grandmas and granddads can be miles away from their, from yeah. their grandkids and still get to see them grow up and not just in yeah. pictures. I mean, with the FaceTime and all that is right. available, um, you know, through your, you know, through your, your Facebook messengers and, of course, StreamYard and all the other apps that are available out there. You know, it's become it's, it's it's actually made families closer in a roundabout way if you really think about it. It, it is, you and, know, to that extent it does. But at the same time, the people in their own households are getting further apart. Well, they this are, is true too. They are. You know, we got three kids. One of them lives uh, probably thirty minutes away. Uh, one of them lives about forty-five minutes away. And the other one lives a couple, three hours away. But we won't see them two or three times a year. Uh, and with this COVID yeah. stuff going on, uh, we don't go see them. They don't come see us because nobody knows who's been around who and who's got what. And that's a shame. Uh, and, and I know we're not the only family that's like that, but nobody wants to give uh, whatever it is they have to somebody else. And, and, and uh, while I'm mentioning that, we have a lot of people that watch our show that are nurses. And, and people that, that work in hospitals and different things, God bless you guys. Man, without paramedics. you. Yeah, paramedics, all kinds of stuff. Without the medical the field uh, that we have, and a lot of them are fisher people, uh, it would be really, really hard for the rest of us to continue on. So we got to thank them for everything they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're on the, the front lines. Speaking yeah. of the nurse, I want to say thank you to Betty Jean Cross. Um, the other night, whenever we were on Rogers um, on Muskrat Adventures uh, show, um, she said she made the statement that she would send us uh, some disinfectant wipes and such as that because she had a you know big stop pilot center and so forth. Um, and I, you know, just kind of laughed it off. And, and then after the show, she hit me up and said, "What's your address?" And I really want to send it to you. And I and I got that I got that package just the other day actually. And let me let me just say it, it was a heck of a of a a gesture. <laughs> I really do thank you, uh, Betty That's Jean, awesome. for everything you did for us. Thank yeah, you. Betty, Betty Jean is in the chat tonight, and we want to especially thank her. She is is one of the people, and we talk about this all the time, James. She is one of the people that follows most every show. Yep. She does live feeds on her own, and she don't let 
She don't let her husband talk much when she's going live. <laughs> no. She, she started out recently. She's doing a bang-up job, and, and we appreciate everything she does. Like I say, she's one of those on the front line. She's a nurse, and the last time that I had seen something about her that she had posted, she actually is a nurse in a COVID department. So yeah. bless you. Yeah. yeah. And plus, yeah, she, she shares everybody's channels and live feeds. Yes, She'll she share and share and share, and I mean, kudos to you, lady. Yeah, um, she hasn't been feeling well either. So I uh, and and it may may I'm not going to say because I I think I remember what she said, but I could be wrong. Uh, working in a COVID department, so so keep that in mind. Uh, these people that that are out there taking care of all these people, uh, that could very easily be one of us at some point, and we're going to want people like Betty Jean and and uh, uh, your old buddy who works on the ambulance crew there. Wampus cat. Wampus cat to come and get you and take care of you when you get to these places, you know, at least I do. I, I don't want some old sourpuss doing it. I want somebody that's, that, uh, you know, <laughs> and have a good time with you while you're in there, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, Bill and Drag said that looks like a piece of bait behind you, Lyle. <laughs> that don't looks look like, like a bait to me. Looks like Lyle is a bait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that image. That, that's one that Glenn had left with me, and, and uh, it, it is a great uh, picture. Uh, I don't know who took that or how they got that picture. It's an awesome picture. It is. It's it really is, and it looks just about like he's going to reach up there and grab you. About <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to come out of Daggum Big Nasty's Fish Aquarium. It might oh, have. he's got gar in his. I know it, Michael Marillo. Uh, I'm, if I got close enough to him, I would lip him. I'd stick my hand right in there and grab hold of that bad, bad boy. <laughs> He's liable to take you for a ride, but as big as he is. Round <laughs> up and take off, man. Let's go. <laughs> I had an old buddy used to go out there and do that, grabbing them catfish and stuff like that down in the PD River, down there next to where PD lives. And he used to yeah. come home after a weekend of doing that, and his old hands and arms would be tore all to pieces like daggum 20-grit sandpaper all over them. Yeah, I, I said, man, you crazy. I said, how many turtles? He said, ah, we didn't keep the turtles or the beavers, but we throwed them back and we got them. Uh, he come back, I think, at one weekend, had like 14 decent-sized flatheads and said they cut the big ones loose. He wouldn't keep the big ones. He said, but he loved to catch them. He said, but them some guns a day near drowned you. You better have a buddy to, there to help you. Yep, that's one, and that's one reason why I'll never do it. <laughs> now, old boss man used to go out and check tires. He'd put tires down, cut a hole in them, and then wire the inside of them shut and set out tires. And he said he'd go down and pull them tires up, stick his hand over the hole. And then take an old tater sack and add up a little small cat because it would just be full of them little small cats. And uh, yeah, he'd have a good old fish fry with about them eight to ten inch salt and pepper cats just yeah. picking up tires. I said, Nat, Nat, you can have it. Chad says he wanted to see me in a Santa outfit in the background, pitched to be trees, presented presents with elves. You know, that's what's hiding behind that green screen. Well, actually, Chad, I got to tell you, the last time I was at the Catfish Conference, Doc and I got crowned in coat. Uh, you remember that, don't you, Kevin? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. crowned in coat. I got a crown and a red uh, 
wrap around thing. Uh, it makes me a prince, <laughs> a prince. And Doc was the cope. We had a blast with that. So uh, you can talk all that junk you want to, but we all know where it's at, don't we, Kevin James? <laughs> <laughs> I hate I missed that one. That would have well, been my first one to come. I hate I missed that one. It was a blast. We had a great time. That's where I met Pop and Kevin. It was, it was a it was a hoot. Everybody that you could imagine from that era that had a catfish YouTube channel of any size at all was there. Uh, I, we was awarded several things that year from viewers and people that uh, have been around. I never was so taken in my life. Uh, I'm a pretty shy guy, but I usually have something to say if somebody says something to me. But I was speechless a couple of times there that, that year. I, I really was, and, and I'll never forget it. Cindy won't. I'm sure Doc won't. But we absolutely did had a blast down there. Uh, yeah, I hate I missed that first one. I really wanted to make it, but it was not going to take place. It was because yep. I seen a lot of great videos and pictures coming from there that year. Yep. That was y'all first year there too, wasn't it, Kevin? It was. <clears throat> yeah, make that's it what year. I was thinking. Yep. Yeah. That was our first. That was our first year there, um, and we had planned on going this year, <clears throat> and then, um, well. It just, it just wasn't in them. There was too much going on with tournaments and everything else, and our money's wasn't quite where it needed to be. So I had to sacrifice one or the other. And I said, "Well, right. I've been to, I've been to CatCon, and even though I'd love to go back, I just don't. I, I think that's where I need to cut it." And then, of course, yeah. COVID hit, and that put everything out. I told Pop whenever, whenever they started shutting down uh, Monster Quest and and all the little little tournaments that we had planned on hitting up. I told Papa, I said, you know what? We'd have been better off going to CatCon. <laughs> Speaking of CatCon, Mr. Steve Douglas is in the house tonight. Welcome, Welcome Mr. Douglas. Glad to see you in chat. Been a while since we've seen you in here. We were just talking about your event, so we're glad to have uh, you in here. Yeah, now I've heard it might be moving this coming year. Have you heard anything about that, Lyle? No, sir, I have not. I hadn't. I mean, I, I've heard hearsay, but now whether that's true or not, I don't have a clue. All right, Pop. You know, last last week, well, yeah, last Monday night, I put Lyle and Doc on the spot with some old school techniques, and I've heard you say that you fished for many a year before y'all actually done any video on their stuff. Give me some old school techniques that you used back in the day growing up to go out and catch y'all some food. <laughs> Uh, most of my early years of fishing was in the creeks down in South Georgia. Um, we would go at night. Uh, we cut gallberry. We had gallberry bushes down there. Right. We cut bushes down, trim what little bit of limb was on it off, tie lines to them, stick them in the banks, walk them down the bank at night fishing. Uh, our bait, and we talk all the time on on here about catching catfish with chicken or catching it with beef or beef hard or, or whatever, right. uh, not just the standard uh, cut baits that we use. When we were going to be going to the creek and we were always planted ahead of time, uh, my job was to get bait to fish in the creek. And in the 
summer months, especially um, all of the woodpeckers and all of that kind of stuff made good catfish bait uh, for the creeks. So my job was to, we had a, a 10 acre pond on the farm and it, it was an area that would just, basically we dug two big holes and then back the water in over the timber that was in there. So there was a lot of tall stumps for these birds to nest in. Right. So my job was to get, get bait. Well, I knew I'd, I could get bait there. So I would go and chop into these nests to get the birds out. Uh, a lot of times I'd have the rifle with me and shoot the adult birds. And then I would be able to chop in and see uh, the smaller birds that were in there because that was going to be bait. And so we now string you of, up for that now. Yeah. yeah it will. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one incident that was real vivid and will always be. You remember Bill Dance when the snake yep. fell in the boat with him? Oh, yeah. I, that. <laughs> I was chopping into a yellowhammer's stump that he had a nest in, and I cut both sides and chopped on the bottom, and then I reached up my hands and pulled that chunk loose. And a big old snake fell right in the boat, right at my feet. Well, I went to the back of the boat. I left the snake in the front of the boat. And me and that snake actually stayed in that boat together all the way out to the uh, dam of the pond. And he didn't want to get out of the boat. So I turned the boat around backwards and stepped out of the boat and left the snake in the boat and tied that boat up backwards. Well, the next day, my granddaddy went down there and he come back home. He said, how in the world did that boat get turned around backwards? I always tie it with the bow of the boat up against the dam. I said, yeah, you ain't never had a snake in the boat with you either, have you? Uh, now, that's my explanation. So I'll always remember that growing up. Um, we also also would uh, catch uh, crawfish, fish for crawfish. Yeah. Uh, one of the that's things- a good bait for them little, That's a good bait for them creek channel cats, crawfish. Yeah, Yes, it is. Uh, one thing that our younger generation doesn't has never experienced is, <laughs> is earthworms. Um, no. We used to drive a stick in the ground. We called it a stob. And then we'd take a brick and rub that brick and it'd vibrate the ground and then yep. the earthworms would come up. Uh, yep. We had old Prince Albert can. We'd put them over an old Prince Albert can, that's, and then put them in the bib of our overalls, and that was our, our bait. Uh, don't see that. On my, lo on my no. leg, on my leg, crank will run them up out of the dirt too, won't it, Lyle? Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Put you a couple of copper and, rods in the ground, hook your wires up to it, and wet the ground a little bit, and crank on that thing a couple of times. Then some of the guns will come straight up like it. Mm. I I got to tell you, while you're on that stuff, you got a buddy of mine uh, that lives up <laughs> around the Columbia, and he mixes up that orange uh, hand cleaner. What do you call that? Yeah. Uh, fast orange. orange. Yeah, fast orange. Mixes that up in a five-gallon bucket and pours a little bit of it out here. Them babies shoot out of that ground. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what it does to them, but they, I mean, they can't wait to get away from it. 
Wow. He'll do that in two or three spots in a yard, and he'll have all of he wants for a long time. It's crazy watching <laughs> that happen. Hey, That's my old boss, man, he had a daggum nice 68 Camaro, and he'd drive to work about once a week just to just to show it off or just, you know, just show it off, basically what he's doing. And he had one old guy he worked with that was just a plain old, excuse my language, ass. <laughs> He'd go out there and sit on the on the bumper of his car or lean all uh, he'd lean all over it, put handprints all over his nice shiny. It was almost a cherry red. That son of a gun, he'd come in one morning. He said, Go out there to lunch a little early and let's watch. I said, What'd you do? He said, I hooked up one of them daggum uh, Capacitors. He said, I disconnected my battery when I come in this morning and hooked that capacitor up and loaded it up before I hooked it up. He said, Watch <laughs> it. Son, you could hear the firefly when he leaned up against that cotton picking car. It made the boy weak need. He wobbled across that park lot. He thought lightning hit him. <laughs> Them old lightweight capacitors, that son of a gun lit him up. Son, blue fire jumped probably about three inches and it grabbed him. He knocked his knees together. I don't think I've ever lasted hard in my cotton picking life. <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it across the parking lot when it bit him, son. He'd load them up and throw them to people. I had uh, <laughs> it was my first car, and when I got it, it was a great car. And of course, like any other thing, I run the crap out of it. It had a shell. Motor oil had always been run in it, and right. it, it broke up the valve or the uh, rocker arms, and they get to squeaking. And I figured out what it was, and it was so bad that instead of fixing it, because I was in the process of, of building a motor for it, anyhow, right. I'd take a squirt can and I'd take a rocker, the valve covers off, I'd squirt them rocker arms with oil, and they quit squeaking for a couple of days. I, I went to pick up my buddy one night and I'd just done that. It was on a Friday or Saturday night. I was going over to Alan's house to pick him up and laid them spark plug wires back over top of the motor. And I squirted them all down, put the rock valve cover back on, fired that baby up. And man, I got to notice it wasn't running very good. And I got over to Alan's house and it'd been <laughs> that afternoon. And I raised that hood waiting on him to come out. And I seen fire flying all over the place. Well, hell, I always just grab them spark plugs, take them on and off, see which one is missing. I grabbed all four of them babies at one time standing. In a oh. I ain't never forgot that. I ain't never going to forget that. that oh. I mean, I was I just couldn't turn loose of them. I, you said, and I, every one of them told them, and that thing was kind of a hot rod anyhow. And, and uh, had that hot ignition on it, too. Oh, yeah, MSD. <laughs> Oh, Lord yeah. have mercy. I've been hitting yeah, hit my before. It, it's not pretty. No, it's so, not. My best friend and I used to race. We used to street race all the time. And he was all the time building uh, 69 Camaras and, and um, uh, oh, shoot, what's the other? Uh, Novas and such as that. And he always put that MSD box in. And let oh. me tell you, I was out there working and I put my hand in the wrong spot in the wrong moment. <laughs> lit me up, son. Lit me up. 
The only thing that's worse is if you ever do stock cars and you do late models with quick change, a lot of times between races, they'll water the track down or to yeah. get dry and you have to change the gears and rear end. And if you forget to grab a glove, if you have no idea how hot them gears and that rear end gets and you reach up in there to grab them out, you will never forget that either. I promise you. Oh, no. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. I bought a seventy, the 7.5 old Mercury. You remember the tower, power of towers, and yep. you had to pull crank it. And the old man was selling it. It was sitting in a 55-gallon drum. You know, they had that Thunderbolt ignition. Yep. He pulled and pulled and pulled. This man was probably probably Pop's age, and he pulled till he's out of breath. I pulled till I was out of breath. And he said, man, I know this thing was running. It was running yesterday because when I talked to you, I made sure it was running because you said just coming. <laughs> he picked the spark plug out of that. He said, let me hold this thing right here. And you pull it. I said, man, that thing's going to knock you to your freaking knees. Oh, it'll be all right. Yeah. I thought I killed the old son of a gun, son. <laughs> it hit him. He hit his forehead on that 55-gallon drum. He had a pump <laughs> not across his forehead, and he laid out there in the yard. I thought, oh my God, I come to buy a boat motor and I killed this old son of a gun right here. <laughs> that old Thunderbolt ignition lit his wig, son. <laughs> oh, man. I felt sorry. I thought, man, I wanted to give him double for that motor. It was worth that. But, you know, what, you know, but he laughed about it, but he said, man, I don't think I've ever been hit like that. And I said, I don't think you have either. You couldn't take too many of them hits. <laughs> well, Pop, what was your first boat you ever had? First boat I ever had was made out of uh, cypress. We went down and to the swamps. We cut down cypress tree, uh, saw milled it out into boards, 12-inch width, full 12-inch, made right. our own wooden boat, um, fished in it for during the time I was probably – about six, eight years old, right on up until I got married. Uh, actually fished in it after I got married uh, on the pond. That was the only fishing we really knew right. was pond fishing and creek fishing. And that was my first experience with a boat. And when we built it, the bottom of it was actually 12-inch boards run crossways. Uh, granddaddy as long as it stayed wet, it wouldn't leak. Yeah, well, he took that thing and soaked it with water, swelled it up, and then somehow he put linseed oil all over it, and somehow that linseed oil soaked through that water into that boat and preserved that cypress and kept it swelled up, kept it tight, and it never did leak. That, that was the most amazing thing to me because Granddaddy built it. I helped him as a kid. I was all excited about it and then fished out of it all my life, uh, even after I was grown and married. So you guys have seen the movie. Um, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Moses, the, about Moses and the boat right. that he's on. You know, you, you've seen that boat, right? Yeah. Well, pop that. So <laughs> I, I'm just going to put <laughs> Not the ark, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, no, 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 not not Moses. Noah. Let me and tell I, you, I if you can, if you can find one of those old Cypress boats like that, 
and let somebody take it and go in and redo it, sand it down, and put a good coat of urethane on them, you're talking about something beautiful. That old cypress wood is beautiful. It is. Yep. It really is. And heavy when they wet, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't pull it in and out of the pond. Once it got on the water, it stayed on right. the water. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's because it was so heavy they couldn't get it out of the water. <laughs> so Kevin, what was our favorite species of uh, of cat uh, to catch? And if I had to pick one out of the three, I'd say blue cat. I mean, not not because flat. I, I don't like the flathead. It's just that I just like the way those blue cats just hit and run like a torpedo. And uh, but who you know you can't really pick a favorite when it comes to catfishing because they all fight real well oh yeah yeah are y'all gonna be fun fishing the monsters on the uh down at santee in a month and a half or you talking about the one in september yeah no sir that was the one that we were going to fish uh back in march they had to cancel it and our monies have kind of run a little bit on the low side since then but um, in October, the big money showdown on Watery, right. um, we're planning on going to that one. That'll be I our hear. next tournament I'm going to. I hear. Welcome, Doc. Doc, yeah, Doc Lane's in the house. Yep. Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. That, uh, now, um, now that you got your boat and Richard's got you set up pretty good on that rascal, how do you like you dragging your baits now that you got something you can pretty much control? How you doing? And are you still are you still like sticking with your anchor fishing? You know, I was gonna I was just gonna say since <laughs> since we learned how to anchor, I haven't drug bait since. I mean, I, it's not that I don't want to. Uh, matter of fact, I was giving some good advice about watery um, uh, from uh, Jimmy Holt. Uh, uh, Holbrook uh, today is where he had been down there uh, fishing on watery and he said that they'd want to, you know, quite a few permits just dragging bait and um and everything. But I haven't. We we tried it once. Um, it was the wrong time of the, of the year to do it because it was right at the beginning of the pleasure boater season, and I couldn't keep the boat steady and I couldn't keep it in the straight line and I couldn't keep it. From rocking back and forth, and we tangled up about four rods where I was just about ready to start shooting. It's a good thing I didn't have my gun with. Yeah, yeah. You need to get you a drift sock so when you go back to when you go back to dragging baits and stuff, that'll help. That'll help with that sideways motion yeah. that you get with the I winds heard, and the. And the can't get yeah, a bird. That's a big boat. Yeah, but um, but otherwise though, I mean, I've got all I've got all the necessary tools to do it with uh, without having to set up on the front of the boat and and, and foot feed the damn thing. Yeah. Well, get you, get you a big stock. Actually, when we had the um, bass tracker, before we got the new boat, we kept, I usually kept two drift socks uh, in the water back there anyway when I pulled my shoes off. Problem was, his feet was in them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you notice what I was talking about the other night, Monday, last Monday night, 
the old guys is using five gallon buckets as drift socks. Yeah. So yeah. if you out there yeah. drifting and you can't you can't use nothing else and you just need something to help control you in a straight line, tie your rope on that handle of that five gallon bucket and throw her out there. I just I uh how about a cat Kevin just he reminded me. I have actually and I'm I'm sorry about that, Kev. Um I have actually drug baits um since I've had the new boat and it actually did very well. Matter of fact, Kyle got his PB of a twenty five pound blue off of it when we went down to the uh to Santee with Palmetto and we oh, got there right. on the boat and we were dragging up uh dragging down through about twenty five roughly about twenty five foot of water off a beautiful ledge and um and it handled and it handled those waters real well. Uh so I have actually drug drug baits. I forgot I much as I hate to say it, I forgot about that. We actually drug baits that day. Yeah, he talked about me being old and forgetful. I was getting ready to say, who is it that's all old all the time? Yeah, that's a I mean, you lose a little bit of the essence when you have to put up with that. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm glad you're getting comfortable in your own boat and, you know, you stay safe out there. And once you feel comfortable in your boat, then you're more apt to start picking more places that normally you wouldn't have fished before. Uh, That's right. You know, and you know yourself, you've seen some bad waters the first time you went down to Santee down there. Uh, yeah. It got pretty rough on you. And uh, so now I, I'm glad you come to while you, Richard, y'all done a good job on that boat. Uh, it looks good. And uh, it does keep it busy. For you guys wanting to know oh. about, about doing the five gallon bucket thing we used to drill multiple holes in the bottom of them jr come in here from new school fishing and said just drill a two inch hole in the center of the bottom makes sense to me two inches pretty good size hole that'd let plenty of water out and slow you down a whole bunch and if yeah. one doesn't do it have two of them in the boat we've used two buckets uh on john boats years ago worked great yep yeah but anything to slow you down because you know like doc said if that wind gets up on you or whatever, I never even thought about it as a safety device. I really did it, and uh, it made perfect sense. So, you know, it might be your bait bucket, but you can scatter the bait on the floor when you need to throw something out there to slow you down. Put it in a live well or a cooler or something. Absolutely. Yep. Whatever it takes. That's it. That is a fact. So what do you guys got coming up? What do you got planned coming up that you can tell us about? Something something uh, that nobody knows about. Um, <laughs> really nothing at the moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, we got, we, we, we got uh, as far as shows are concerned, um, we'll be on James Dockery's show Thursday. Um, I feel so sorry for you guys putting up a <laughs> It's going to be an awesome time. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a blast. Those two, those two are a hoot, man. But yeah. um, we got we've got a few we've got a few trips that well that we're thinking about. Um, trying to get together and and you know, like I said, it's so hard to plan a trip nowadays with everything the way it is. And then you know you gotta you gotta look at your money. You gotta look at what it's gonna take to get there and. If you're gonna, if it's out of state, you gotta buy those licenses, and then different states now have different regulations as far as the COVID nineteen thing is going. 
yeah. you have to be conscientious about all that. It's it's a process. It's a real process to try and it really is. This year's through. been tough. Yeah, it's been a real tough. Yeah, real tough year. But now we've got um we've got a few things going with you know the possibility of doing some uh, more collabs uh, with other YouTubers. Um, you know, fishing. We've got uh, you know obviously we're going to be doing more with Pop's channel. <clears throat> merging both of our channels together where where we do you know uh, catch clean and cooks like we did with the bluegills um, right. you know, and kind of showcasing how we do that and um, we, if we could ever get a hold of another gar we're gonna do us a catch clean and cook on some gar but uh, okay. oh, what oh yeah yeah and then car about uh, we, we're gonna do a, a catch clean uh, cook on a car um now that we know what we can, now that we know what we're doing with carp fishing. <laughs> uh, also, when we were, when we were up at the Grand Slam on Sunday after the Grand Slam was over, we went out and did some bait fishing. Um, we didn't get but three good-sized white perch. We brought those back. I dressed them out just like the video of the catch, clean, and cook. Uh, right. I, I was going to do a hold, like you told me, James. Uh, but because of the fact that we wanted the family to also taste this fish, because right. none of us have ever seen uh, I filleted those out, put the scoop off of them, and right. that way, because there's only like six fillets out of those three fish, yeah. and we're going to cook those up and do a taste test. Uh, have a talk with Kevin about exactly how we're going to do it. We may actually do a video on it and of a taste of what do you call it? Taste test, taste family test. taste test, yeah. or something like that. Uh, oh, you'll love them. Not just us, but other people who don't <coughs> fish, but like right. to eat fish. Oh, you'll That's love them. They're good. I, I want to uh, uh, tell you guys something on your carp catch and cook. Uh, those babies, if you're talking about common carp, they're pretty good to eat because I'm sure you all don't have the Asian Asian carp's all white meat uh, on the on the uh, common carp. Side them babies off, get the scaled and, and just fillet them out. And when you cut them to score them, no more than one eighth inch apart on your scores, yes. and you'll get rid of all those bones. They'll cook up in your grease if you got yep. your grease good and hot, and you won't notice it. If they're any wider than one eighth of an inch, somebody's going to get some bones. I'm, I'm just yeah. that's just the we, way it is. We we did up a, a carp a couple of years ago. Uh, one that I actually first carp I ever uh, caught actually, um, and we did up. Um, uh, no, we cleaned it and everything. We wanted to see what it tastes like. You know, everybody was talking about how old carp's nasty, and I mean we're 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 kind of of the line that. Just because somebody says it's nasty doesn't necessarily make it nasty. You know what I mean? Right. It's all depends on how you how you process it. You know, yep. and then a lot of people what we're hearing was because of the bones, the little wild bones that's in those carp that they didn't like to eat them. It was just full of bones. They didn't like to eat it. You know, of course we heard the same you know thing with you. I didn't know about the eighth of an inch deal, but we heard the same thing about scoring that and letting that grease really get in there and fry up those bones, making yep. them real soft. You know, so you don't really Correct. notice it. Um, yep. Matter of fact, I was told that if you do it that way, it gives it you you'll notice it, but it's crunchy, like it like if it was yeah, uh, deep fried. Yep. Yeah. 
But we also learned that if you take about a 45 degree angle on either side of those Y bones, once you locate those Y bones and cut yep. just underneath those Y bones and you can zip right. that Y bone like a zipper and then that you got fresh sitting there. And that's yep. what we did and we cooked them up and they were delicious. Um, yeah, the carp that we catch are called the common carp, but it is here called a common carp. Um, it's a grass carp, actually. Uh, just a, your common grass carp. Right. What it is. They're about the same. They're they're real. Yeah, they're about the same. Same. Yeah. You got a little bit of different look uh, where your common carp has your you know the what we call the sucker. The mouth is, is like pointed yeah. down. Right. Um, yeah. The grass carp, you know, more dead on like a torpedo. They get they it. Like, good boy. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I hit, I caught my good. first. Kevin had caught two out of out of this lake, and we decided that we were going to actually go carp fishing. You can't keep them in that particular lake because they're protected uh, for that lake. But I'd never never caught one, so we fished one night, and just about the time we were getting ready to call it a night because it was getting on around midnight, um, one hit. And oh my gosh, I thought he was going to rip the holder out of the, actually completely out of the boat. Uh, he hit so hard. Yeah, he hit it so hard, it literally knocked the, the rod, cleaned up out of the rod holder. And, and just, it's, it's a wonder that the rod didn't go in the lake. I mean, it literally cleared the rod holder straight up and then dropped straight back down into the rod holder. And I, I, I have yet to realize how that happened. But he took off with it, and I, I told Papa, I said, um, you want it? And he said, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, just, he had a fight. It's like life. they hit it full board on it. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. they hit that bait already going 100 mile an hour when they hit it. Yeah, you got look yeah. But now buffalo's good. Buffalo is good. All white men. I've ever had is buffalo. Um, we don't have them that I'm aware of. We don't have them down here in these waters, in my waters. Um, at least when he's not in Sinclair. Right. Now, up now they right. are up in the in Georgia waters. They're just up in the northern part of the of the state. Yeah, but you guys, that's a bulldog right there, buddy. You guys have a uh, invitation from from New School Fishing, and next time you're down, to jump in a boat and go fishing with him. Yes, yeah, sir. you you sir. get a hold of them buffalo, you'll know that because that rascal got some broad shoulders on him. <laughs> yeah, I've seen plenty of videos yeah. um, where where you know plenty you know guys have called them and everything. Um, there's a there's a local boy that I follow some um, or or did follow anyways. He hadn't put anything out in a while that I'm aware of anyways. But um, he um, he caught uh, caught some. I forget where he was at. I think he was in North Georgia when he caught it. And let me tell you. I saw yeah. the way it bent down. I'm like, holy crap. You know, they weren't even that big of a big of a drum. Or Pop, if you want to figure out how to cook them, you talk to Mr. Jeff Manning. He'll tell you real quick, that's his favorite fish to eat is the buffalo. And uh that rascal right there, I'm sure he's cooked them up because that son of a gun's cost some 70 pounders out of Lake Wiley. Them are huge. Well, the world record come out of Lake Wiley, it was an 88 pounder. Wow. So they were really, really big buffalo. Yeah. That well, LA's got some big buffalo down there. Big freaking buffalo. They got some big carp, but the buffalo's monsters. The Mississippi River has giants in it along with common carp. The thing about that is 
that's what the commercial guys should be catching. And they do, but they should be targeting them instead of our catfish. It, I think it's the old wise tales and uh, lower class people eat carp. They don't, you know what I'm saying? That so people a- never give it a try. If they'd oh, ever wow. give it a try, they would, it would, I mean, don't get me wrong. You do, it's like any fish. You got to cut that mud streak out of them. And, you know, it's the same with the catfish. You don't cut it out. You might get a pretty bad taste in your mouth out of some of it, but, you know. We used to have a restaurant back here on Friday nights that have all-you-could-eat carp at that restaurant. Now, this is when I, I was you. growing up. Cindy's brother, he would go with there on Friday nights. Of course, he was a lot bigger then and a lot younger. They'd actually make him quit eating it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're talking about in the late 70s, maybe maybe early 80s, and they would make him quit eating. And I'm, I'm guessing it was probably uh, $3, 4 $5, all-you-could-eat. Yeah, they stop him every Friday night because he just keep going. That's why me and them little salt and pepper cats, a oh. pile of bones. Bring them on, bring them on, bring them on. Yep. Did, did they did they look at him and say it's uh, all you can eat, not eat all you can? <laughs> well, it, it, he was a big guy. He still is pretty good size, but he's not near the size he was in those days. But he, he I mean. I could eat a lot more then than I can now too, but I couldn't keep up with him on them. There ain't no way. I've never got to eat buffalo. I tried common carp, and I hadn't had grass carp. But uh, yeah, I want to go down there with Mister Jeff Manning and get him to put me on some of them old big buffalo. I'm scared it might ruin me. I might have to change my name on my channel if I do that, though. <laughs> I'm at Oquette, uh, Cindy Stokes Lyle's looking thin You need to fix him some thinner and roll I'm agreeing with that I, I, Man, I ain't had none for so long <laughs> sure. so Kevin Kevin, I'm full figure I ain't lost no <laughs> I would still eat some cinnamon rolls <laughs> I ain't had no good cinnamon rolls in years Wow and and if Cindy's name is as close to you like she normally is, I, I'm, I'm gonna put that in. That if we ever get to meet up again, it, it, regardless of where we are, I, I want some cinnamon rolls. <laughs> you know, she has taken them to some guys and and um, different places. We've actually traveled in the truck, and they was in in pans behind my seat. And when we stopped <laughs> to get gas and go to the bathroom and everything, she would come out of the store. And check them to make sure I didn't get in them. <laughs> they were designated to go to somebody. You know? yeah. uh, we hey. went fishing for freedom with Quincy, and she had a list of people that got them. And one of the sweetest ladies, Mindy Hall, that that does a lot for them or always has. She had a pan for her and her dad. And Randy Gritchenbacher, that was running that event, he didn't get his name on none of them. And he begged Bendy for one. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally let him have one. But she didn't, you know, she was saving them. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. I, I'll just say that. They're they're pretty good. I never heard, never seen anybody eat one that didn't want another one. You know, yeah. and, and, and I feel so fortunate that when she makes them, 
I get them when they first come out of the oven, and I'll grab a big old pad of butter and slip on that baby. And usually, I'm taking pictures of it and send it to somebody. But then, if I ever get another like that, I'll go live. Oh yeah. My, oh yeah. Y'all talking about cinnamon rolls? Y'all making her hungry? <laughs> <laughs> that smell TV, huh, Lyle? It was. It, it, it was. You know, it it's really good. They're really good. But I got to tell you. That year that we was all down there at the conference, uh, I got to—I was fortunate enough to be asked to be a judge on the catfish cooking deal, and that was really good too. That was really good. There were some great fish cooked up that year. Uh, Pop, you need yeah, to do that next year if you guys go down there. Yep. Oh, uh, the cook-off. Yep. Yep. That was that was yep. good. Oh yeah. We had to go. We had to go catch them out of the Ohio. <laughs> I, they furnished them for everybody that year, so. <laughs> but they was good. Kevin, Pop, I, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on here and spending your your Monday night with James and I. We've absolutely had a blast having you yes, in sir. here, and uh, we need to not wait so long before we do it again. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Enjoyed it. Yes, yep, absolutely. Pop, keep keep cooking. Every time I see a meal you fix up, I get hungrier and hungrier, and then I gotta go have a snack. I'm dreaming of now. I'm dreaming after this deal with Kevin. I'm dreaming about cinnamon rolls, but I might as well forget about that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think old Pop and Big Nasty do it. Need to do a collaboration video, a cooking collaboration video. There you go. We were actually going to do that when we were up um, when we went to get the boat. Um, that was actually one of the things that that uh, Big Nasty had said that. He and Pop could, I mean, this, of course, this was before Pop had the, right. you know, had his thing, but um, we was actually talking about doing a collab that, that way, and um, and then um, where, you know, he cooked up and had us there to taste test and all that good stuff, but um, that, that's kind of, we haven't really talked about it, but it's, it's kind of some of the things that we've been kind of thinking on, you know, cool. Pop's got, there's, there's a, there's a uh, what's his name, Papa, Papa Joe? Yeah, Papa Joe. There, there's a there's a, a cooking channel called Pop something cooking with Papa Joe or something like that. Yeah, just Papa Joe. Oh, is it just Papa Joe? Anyways, Papa Joe. he's out of uh, he's out of North Georgia, and uh, we're looking to possibly do something with him. Um, you know, I don't know when that'll take place, but that that's one of the things that Pop and I have been talking about. But well, um, you know, y'all could use the stream yards, and you know, one of you bring the other in or something like that, and you wouldn't have to be there together. And I already had the ingredients talked up and stuff, so y'all could be working on one on one thing, one on the other. I think it'd be a cool show. I'd like to watch something like it. Kevin, tell yeah. us where they can find you guys on Facebook yep. and on uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube, of course, is KMB Anglers. Um, you know, it's just straight up KMB Anglers um, on Facebook. Uh, I actually have <laughs> I have two Facebook accounts. I have my personal uh, Kevin McGill, uh, Kevin Lee McGill, actually. And then on my uh, on the fishing channel itself, it is uh, KB Anglers, uh, and you just Google K Anglers, and it should pull us right up on on uh, on Facebook. Uh, we also have by the same name KB Anglers uh, Instagram uh, account, uh, where we throw pictures up every so often and and kind of keep that going a little bit on Instagram. What about Pop's cooking shows? Uh, the cooking show, of course. Does Pop is, have one? <laughs> <it's> <laughs> cook, 
country cooking with uh trucking monkey um that's youtube we haven't set up a facebook on that yet uh it's just strictly on youtube at the moment um but we are planning on doing some facebook um and we hadn't set up instagram yet um but we're gonna we're, we're gonna be setting that up pretty soon as well awesome keep up the good work guys you guys are killing it enjoy watching all your stuff and being a part of it and uh, we want to thank you guys for being a part of Catfish Weekly tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. God bless y'all, guys. Absolutely. James, you got anything else to talk about tonight? No, sir. I think we covered it all. Had a good time. And, of course, I always have a good time. Me and Kevin, every yep. once in a while, I have a couple hour talk in the middle of the night when I'm up. So, <laughs> I, course, I always enjoy it. Guys, be safe out there on the water. Make sure you take us all with you. And, uh, everybody, there's been new channels in here tonight. Check them out. Share the love. We'll see y'all Wednesday night. Absolutely. Be sure to tune in to, to Patriot James Catfishers of America Wednesday night. We'll be back next Monday night. And let me check, but I believe Mark with a Catfish and Crappie will be our guest next week. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Mark with Catfish and Crappie will be our guest next Monday night. we got a couple other uh we got some, we got a couple of them coming up. It's going to be really got one that's going to be really good. We're waiting to get a date set up. We're trying to get her on here for the seventh, and I promise you, if if we get this when we get this and done, you're all going to want to watch it. it. It's going to be really instructional, very very key, and, and somebody that really knows what they're talking about as far as catching catfish and flatheads in specifics. So. It'll be a good deal. I will have a new product to introduce to you Monday night. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about what it is now, but it'll be a blast. Uh, it's a great-looking thing. You're going to love it. And I want to thank everybody for watching the show. We'll see you all next Monday night. Thanks for watching Catfish Weekly. <laughs>